It's just, you know, it's just a wild guess. Um, <laughs> so, I, you know, I thank you, given all the hats you wear and all the things you do, uh, in addition to what we're talking about today and, and doing this as well. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. And it's always a pleasure to learn more and discuss more. And uh, thank you for the important work you're doing. Uh, and I hope listeners will um, get involved and support that. Um, if you've enjoyed this edition of Connect the Dots, please share it on social media. The show uh, is live at 10 a.m. Wednesdays and then available in our archives, Connect the Dots. The Progressive Radio Network, PRN.FM. Oh, mama, da, 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 ba, 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 ba. oh, mama, zuma, zuma, bakala. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Progressive Radio Network, PRN, and this is Gerald Salenti with Trends this week. And the big news, of course, is goodbye, Rosie, queen of coronavirus. Yeah, yeah, big news, big news. But you know how I feel about it. Numbers don't add up to very much. And look what's going on around the world. Four died here, 11 died there, three died there, two died there outside of China. Oh, they're fixing the numbers in China. Maybe they are. They rig the numbers everywhere. All governments basically lie. So I don't believe those numbers. But the uh, outside of China, the numbers are tiny. So it mean? Bring it down to equity markets. What do we got here? Let's take a look. Yesterday, Dow was down almost 900 points. Day before, over a thousand. And now the markets are up 340 points. Dun, da, 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 Dow jumps three or 400 points before that. As market attempts to rebound, so Brazil confirms first case in Latin America. Italy's cases triple over two days. So what do we got here? Brazil is tracking 20 suspected cases. Like the possible infection of a 61-year-old who has visited Italy. Let's see. The number of cases in Italy has tripled over the last two days, rising to 374. Woo! The virus has killed 12 people so far. 
up from the reported debts two days ago. Okay. So, let's do a little search over here. Population of Italy. I think it's around 70 million. What do we got? 60 million. Yeah, it was off 10 million. All right, 60 million people. 124, 374 are diagnosed with coronavirus. 12 people so far are killed. Twelve out of sixty million. Not a big number. Anyway, I'll tell you another reason why I don't think this is as big to me. Again, you know, it's like a hurricane coming, and they make the, the media makes a big deal out of it. What it also shows is how the governments take control like that, lock you down, put you away do anything they want and close up cities, states, countries and flash and seeing what China did couldn't make it clearer. Look at I me, mean, they locked down, you know, a couple of hundred million people, <laughs> over a hundred million people quarantining them, locking down cities. And same thing, Italy, one place after another. The police take control. So to me, that's, that's what's really going on here is a big, big point about this. But the other point I was going to make regarding the coronavirus is, yes, it's hit the equity markets pretty hard. But something to watch are gold prices. Gold prices. Gold hit $1,672 an ounce. But now it's trading at $1,638 an ounce. So it dropped. 40 bucks or 30 from its high. Gold prices should be spiking if there was real fear in the marketplaces. To me, and again, we wrote about this in detail in your latest Trends Journal, just went out. Again, no magazine like it in the world, not even close. If you could show me one like it, let me see it. The only magazine that tells you what's going on, what's next, and what it means. So the headline story is, will coronavirus kill the markets? And as we look at it, we don't see it happening because... the markets would do for a great correction anyway. They're overvalued. 
The only thing that's kept them up is the cheap money, the monetary methadone that the banksters, the uh, drug dealers, give to the money junkies that need the money so they could go gamble. The markets are due for a correction. Is the coronavirus going to take a a toll on the global economy? Yes, to some extent. Can it get worse? Of course it can. You know what I believe. I believe there's going to be a Black Plague 2020. The way they're poisoning us with all the chemicals, additives, preservatives, and you know, don't even know what's that they pump into our food, into the water, into the air, into the earth. Of course, they're going to wipe out the majority of the species. We're going to be chemical-killed. It's only a matter of time. I don't think the coronavirus is the one that's doing it. Not from the numbers. But again, it's going to take a toll on the global economy. Particularly in China. Watch gold. It's a big one. And by the way, as you well know, I call the gold bull run last June. Gold is now up over $300 an ounce since I call the gold bull run. And that's no bull. <laughs> so this is very important. So here's the deal with gold. Gold could go down another $80 or so to around $15.50 an ounce. $1,550. That to me is the breakout point. If it goes below that, say $15.40, $15.30, $15.20, $15.40, $15.30, you see that kind of action. The next low point is $14.50. If it breaks below 1450, the next breakout point is 1390 on the bottom. And I think 1390 is the lowest gold is going to go in the worst case scenario. I don't see the worst case scenario coming about right now. If gold breaks back over, $1,650 $1,650 an ounce for several days and starts flirting with the 1700 mark. I believe it's going to spike toward 2000 It's only a matter of time, as I see it, that it'll do that. The global economy is under stress. 
the slowdown had begun. Long before the coronavirus hit. We've detailed it in chapter and verse in the Trends Journal with the hard numbers. You go back to the end of 2019. It's not ancient history. And you take a look at the gross domestic product for Europe. What was it? 0.1%. That's no growth at all. This is before the coronavirus. The other thing that's very important to look at, as we do as in the economic field, you see country after country continues to lower interest rates. So, for example, they're lowering them in China. But China has an interest rate around 4.5%. And they're only lowering at a tenth of a, you know, percent, not a lot. But they're shoveling more money in. But when you put in inflation, and now inflation is running at about 5.4% in China, you have in effect negative rates. So you have negative rates, not only in China, you have them in Japan, you have them in Europe, you have them in Turkey. Turkey just lowered rates again. But when you put in inflation, they have negative rates. And all this, by the way, is very good for gold. The cheaper the currencies go, the higher gold flies. And very important, well, the euro, that's going down too. The dollar is strong because the other currencies are so weak. End of story. Got over a trillion dollar debt per year, 20 trillion. And when you put in the real costs, Social Security, retirement benefits, on and on and on. You're looking at about $260 trillion worth of debt. Going back to China, they're in very deep trouble. They have over $40 trillion in debt. They have loads of corporate debt that's dollar-based. Their currency is declining as they're lowering interest rates and as the nation is going through the fallout from the coronavirus. They're looking for their gross domestic product to decline at least 2% for the first quarter because of the outbreak, and it could get worse. So what does that mean? Well, it means that all that debt that they have as their currency gets cheaper, it's going to cost them more to pay it back. And the Organization of Economic Cooperation and Development just came out on Monday with a warning of excessive corporate debt globally. 
because they pumped in all this cheap money. Lowering interest rates so the gamblers could gamble and the corporations that are in trouble could borrow more. So what happens if interest rates go up? Poof. These businesses go down, but interest rates aren't going to go up. We have in this new Trends Journal the quotes by three Fed presidents. All three of them saying they're not going to, highly unlikely they're going to be raising interest, lowering interest rates, excuse me, this year. I say that's BS. They're going to lower interest rates to near zero to negative interest rate. The overnight rate is about 1.5 to 1.75. When the last recession hit in 2007, the interest rates were over 5%. That gave them a lot of room to lower them so they could keep juice in the economy. Now they don't have a lot of juice left at 1.5%. But they're going to lower them. And you can see why. It's to boost the economy and Trump will do anything to get reelected, as I keep saying. They just had some numbers coming in. On home sales. U.S. new home sales surged to a 12 and a half year high in January. And the housing sector, you know, it's a, it, it, it accounts for over 3% of the US GDP. So new home sales jumped almost 8%. So this is the highest level since the Great Recession was starting to break out. Why? It's simple. It's simple. Low interest rates. That's it. Cheap money. Going back to why they're going to low interest rates to keep the economy going, and Trump will do it. Cheap money. So, I stick with my forecast for the Greatest Depression. When will it happen? 2021. Minus Minus a wild card. And as I say, there's no wilder card than the Trump card. But whether it's man-made or made by nature, the wild card can be played. And you can see what the coronavirus has done to the equity markets. You can see what it's done to a number of countries with their gross domestic product and what's done to their currencies, Korea, China, 
Japan, countries around there. So minus a wild card, I still forecast the greatest depression is going to hit in 2021. Should, regardless of who wins, the presidential reality show, and from what I saw that debate last night among the dumbo craps, it couldn't have been a better reality show. What a stupid bunch of freaks. <laughs> but I got to hand it to Bernie Sanders. He stuck by his guns about what's going on in Israel. And boy, did they attack him for it. He called Netanyahu a reactionary racist. And he said he'd consider reversing President Donald Trump's move that he did with the U.S. Embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. What do you mean you consider? It's against the law. You're not supposed to do it. But they attacked him, boy. The Israelis did. Israeli Foreign Minister Israel Katz said that there was not a Jew in the world who hasn't dreamed of Jerusalem. And Sanders' words were so severe, they had no choice but to retort. So, Sanders also said that he would skip an appearance before the pro-Israel lobby APAC which he called a platform of bigotry. Good for you. You can't call him an anti-Semite either because he's, a, uh, he's Jewish. But anti-Semite, I mean, Semites are from the Mesopotamia region. The Israelis running the show are Ashkenazi. They're Eastern European. They're not Semites. But that's only facts. Sanders said, what you cannot ignore is the suffering of the Palestinian people. He's very proud to be Jewish. He embraces the supporters of call for the boycott of Israel. And pro-Israeli advocates have accused some of Sanders' prominent supporters of being anti-Semitisms, anti-Semites. Uh. Yeah, I, I write about the, you know the Netanyahu, who we call the foreign, the uh, prime minister of Israel, reactionary racist. They're going to be stealing more Palestinian land with so-called settlements. Isn't that a nice word for stealing land? And when I write about this and talk about it, you know, if you go to my YouTube station, Gerald Salenti, um, every time I say anything negative about Israel, they call me an anti-Semite, to which I reminded my last three girlfriends were Jewish. Well, one in between wasn't. But anyway. It's a presidential reality show. It's a freak show in front of everybody's eyes. Going back to the economy, 
You're, not, you're going to see a big downturn, by the way, in auto sales, that which will also, as you well know, I may have talked about it on PRN, but we've been writing about it in the Trends Journal continually. Auto sales around the world have been plummeting before the coronavirus in places like India, which isn't being affected by trade, plummeting. Before the coronavirus. So watch your auto sales go way down. And that's going to drive a lot of stocks down. The other one to look at. On the economic front. Is. Energy. Oil prices, gas prices are down. Gas prices, natural gas prices are are down near historic lows. What does this mean? It means that all these companies that spent all this money to frack away are losing money as are the investors that invested in them. Right now, you're looking at oil prices in the United States, West Texas, under $50 a barrel. Brent crude, under $55 a barrel. This is important. They were slowing down before this happened. So even with the wars going on in Libya, brought to you by the Nobel Peace of Crap Prize winner Barack Obama, Slimebowl Sarkozy of France, and Mel Cajones Cameron of the UK, along with Hillary Clinton, Samantha Powell, and Susan Rice, even cutting back production in Libya, Production way down in Venezuela, Nigeria, and other countries. Still too much demand, or you should say too much supply, and not enough demand. These are things to watch that are very important to show you where the global economy is heading. And another one to look at on the economic front, Dr. Kappa. And copper prices are low. China uses over 50% of all the new chi- uh, copper produced. China is the biggest importer of energy, oil and gas. This is serious what's going on in terms of how it's going to hit the global economy, the coronavirus. But again, you know, I, I'm no god. And I can have this thing all wrong. But the numbers that I see add up to nothing. 57 cases in America, 57 cases out of a population of 500, excuse me, 327 million people. What, what, what does that add up? I mean, it's nothing. It's nothing.
So that's where we are with this. That's all the world is talking about. Oh, what's going on over there in uh, Syria? That's not any news. Yemen, who cares about a Yemen? What's a Yemen? Hey, did you hear about Somalia? The United States just killed some civilians and bombing runs. Who cares? Oh, and there's that Afghan peace deal. No surprise to me. We forecast in the Trends Journal. You've heard me say it on Progressive Radio Network. Trump will have a peace deal with Afghanistan and North Korea before the elections. He'll string it out now. Have the big ceremonies and the deals around September, October of this year. In time for the elections. Meanwhile, on other ends, more sanctions the United States is putting against Venezuela and Iran. Economic warfare. Terrorist act against the people. Terrible. Terrible. And the Democrats and the Repulsivekins, they both support it. As I mentioned, the show that they put on when Trump brought in Juan Guaido, the self-declared leader of Venezuela, whose audience keeps shrinking, just had a big rally yesterday. He's calling for another big march in March, a big march in March. About 400 people showed up. Nothing. Nothing. But those are only facts. Why should facts get in the way of anything? Guido's going nowhere. But I believe the United States is going to launch more than just economic warfare against Venezuela. And more than just economic warfare against Iran. Oh, they just had an election over there. Only 43% of the people voted because they're disgusted with the political scene as well. Or was it the coronavirus that kept them home? So it's a freak show in a country near you. We're going to take a break now. And we'll be back in just a few. Does PRN inspire you? Does PRN make you want to learn more? Does PRN help you to see inside yourself, to be yourself, to grow and to do? The truth is, we all need each other to be, to grow and to do. So, we are asking that you check out the PRN.FM.
Dire frontline data is difficult to hear but necessary to face if we're to have any chance of changing the current course of industrialized, militarized civilization, which is pushing us at blinding speed toward near-term total global extinction. This is Dane Wigginton with the Global Alert News Hour, brought to you commercial-free by geodreamwatch.org, the largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of illegal and ongoing climate engineering operations that are threatening the entire web of life. Tune in to PRN Radio on Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time for an hour of the latest and most dire frontline breaking news on the most critical threats we collectively face. It's loud and clear. We take you inside the news. Remember, telling the truth is important, but to make a difference, it has to be loud and clear. Loud and clear. Every Wednesday at 7 p.m on the Progressive Radio Network. Yeah, I'm not known as a gadget guy, but I love gadgets that really do the trick, like the new app. The Progressive Radio Network has an app, thanks to our friends at Audio Now. Hey, this is Mark Farrell, host of Insight on Thursdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, where we broadcast live out of New York City. But if you can't catch the show live, no frets. It's always archived. It's always on the app. Download it now. Listen now. Listen later whenever you want. The Progressive Radio Network app is available from our friends at Audio Now. Check it out. Come over here and see who's looking in my window It's the Baker boy and look, he's got a cannoli in his hand If you marry the Baker boy, he will come and he will go And he will always mix the flour in the pan Yes, 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 that Baker boy with that cannoli in his hand Oh, mama, da 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 ba 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 Oh, mama, zuma zuma bakala. I told you I went to see Louis Prima Jr. with my buddy Charles. Up here in Woodstock. Well, I'm in Kingston, just south of Woodstock. At the Colony. Wow. About a month ago. What a show. Yep. A lot of fun. So if anybody has any questions, answers... Feel free to call. You know the number. 888-874-4888. Coronavirus has world on edge. The outbreak has now spread to six of the world's seven continents. Yep. All have died in Italy. What else we got here? Okay. In America, a patient who tested positive in Brazil marks Latin America's first coronavirus case. One in Latin America. Wow. Madonna me. Australia has confirmed a total of 22 cases. North America, at least 59 Americans have tasted posit- tested positive. So you got the flu, the virus. Asia. The vast majority of cases and deaths are in mainland China. 
Iran's reported 139 cases, 15 million people dead out of a population of, I think they got 70 million people. But again, this is going to hurt. It's hurting the tourism industry. Airlines, cruise ships. And all those Chinese, they're the biggest tourist groups in the world. You're not welcome here. So it's going to have an impact. But I, I think it'll be out of the news. Something else will be taking over it. Again, just because you get it, you don't die from it. Maybe you should get in the face mask business. Everybody's buying those things up. Yep. Everybody's freaking out over Rosie, queen of coronavirus. I don't see it. And I'm telling you, one of the things I look at are gold prices. Because gold is that safe haven asset. Dow's now up 342 points. Gold is down $11.10. Oil, Brent crude under $55 a barrel. And on to some other trends of interest, kind of things we're writing about in the Trends Journal. Again, the only magazine like it in the world. Let's give you an overview of what we cover in the 23rd February issue. Iran, Trump's imminent threat, claim a lie. Never happened. Out of the news, they had to, um, by law, they had to um, give Congress an intelligence briefing. And the intelligence briefing says that Nothing about an imminent threat. So here we go. The purpose of this action were to protect United States personnel. Oh yeah, to protect United States personnel where? Where? You mean a United States personnel illegally in Syria? Illegally in Iraq? Those United States personnel? to defer Iran from conducting or supporting future attacks against United States forces. Supporting future attacks? You mean from people that want the occupying forces of murderous Americans out of their country? Why, how dare they? Those terrorists, those militants, they should be happy that America has come into their country, killed people that they love, destroyed the place, bombed it into ruins. How dare they? 
And what else did they do? And interests. Oh, United States forces and interests. What interests? You mean oil interests? Oh, Libya, oil, Iraq, oil, Iran, oil, Syria, oil, Venezuela. We heard that low-life piece of slimy garbage crap, which I would call him right to his face. John Bolton, our former national security advisor, as we put the quote in the Trends Journal, that uh, United States uh, oil forces, oil companies, be good for the American people. Outright regime change. Oh, and all the dumbo craps and repulsivekins again, they gave Guaido a standing ovation. The little boy who declared himself president of Venezuela. Responding to the memo, Elliot Engel Angle, chairman of the Foreign Affairs Committee, noted, quote, this official report directly contradicts the president's false assertion that he attacked Iran to prevent an imminent attack against United States personnel and embassies. The administration's explanation in this report makes no mention of any imminent threat and shows that the justification the president offered to the American people was false, plain and simple. Not false, a lie. And let's not forget, let's not forget all those slimy little low-life prostitutes. Well, we know Soleimani was a bad guy. That's how they would begin all of their interviews with the murderers. America. What a disgrace this country's become with its war, passion of murder and destruction. Hardly mentioned, hardly mentioned by the dumbo craps in the presidential reality show. Matter of fact, Sanders had said, he would strike North Korea preemptively and Iran if they proceeded with nuclear developments. And words to that effect. And B.S. Bernie, of course, supported the Afghan war. And as I mentioned many times, Bill Clinton's murderous actions against Iraq, as well as the Kosovo war. Yep, and that's the way it is. Murder in the first degree. Other things that are important to look at, if you want to see what's unfolding in the future, if you don't care, stay tuned to Fox, CNN, MSNBC, the stupid junk. What's going on in Syria with 
Turkey invading it is very important to look at. Very important. Serious, uh, Turkey says they're going to go in and stay. This is an invasion of a foreign country. But who cares? Then take a look what's going on in Libya. It's being now almost controlled by the ex-CIA agent, Haftar, an ex-CIA agent. I bet Obama administration loved that cat, huh? Iran, Venezuela, Syria, Libya, Israel. Oh, of course, Afghanistan. And then, of course, on the economic front, we don't see any positive rebound in Europe at all, even before the coronavirus. Interesting story we wrote about in the Trends Journal, Domino's, pizza. <laughs> yep, Domino's pizza. Sales it way up. We mention this because of the baloney that the mainstream media keeps pushing out there uh, Americans are eating more healthy, want to buy more organic food, natural products. The sector is tiny compared to the obese sector of Americans that keep eating this stuff. You take a look at the trends that we cover in the Trends Journal. I'm just going to give you a rundown. Remember, this is a weekly. This is a weekly. The economic update. Stocks down, gold spikes. Shoppers sitting on their wallets. U.S. gas industry getting fracked. Domino's nose. Forget the healthy food hype. HSBC cuts jobs. Stock prices, stock price dips. We write about this one because this is really more than just HSBC. It's going, what's going on in the whole banking sector outside the United States. Japan, poised for recession. Turkey drops interest rates again. Walmart's week of sales may signal economic trouble because this is the middle class, lower class. If they're not buying, it's going down. There's just some of them. And then, of course, let's see, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty stories just regarding the economy. And of course, we have a trends eye view story about the presidential reality show. And then high tech science 
And one of the important ones is Switzerland suspends 5G development because of the health fears. But not in the United States. They'll kill us with anything as long as anybody can make a buck. And then a real important story. Pulling electricity out of the air. A special strain of bacteria can generate electricity from air. Scientists at the University of Massachusetts have discovered. This is brand new. This, this, could, this could be a big game changer. And the thing is, to know about these things, because if you're inve- interested in investing, you want to invest in things that are going to go south or go north. Like I remember when I was a young guy, I barely remember, so many years ago, <laughs> in my early 20s, I was thinking, God, if I had some money in the stock market, I'd invest in Bethlehem Steel. (laughs) Well, that would have been stupid. I've never been good at investing. Never good at investing. We got a great writer that writes about this stuff, Ben Bennett Davis. He's really good at it. So that's just some of the Trends Journal. And I mention this to you because we're going through very rapid changes here. You can see what's going on in this world. Not, of course, if you tune into the mainstream media. But these are wild times. Again. The coronavirus, wars, oh, India, taken to the streets again, more riots, that Citizens Act that discriminates against Muslims. India, talking about one of the biggest economies in the world, 1.3 billion people, the economy going down, violence escalating rapidly. Pakistan, the issues about Kashmir, which India stole its autonomy from, locking down the place. Chile, riots, demonstrations still going on. Peru, Bolivia, Uruguay, not Uruguay, excuse me, Ecuador. Yeah. About over a week ago, the president of Ecuador brought in the military into the parliament chambers to force the people to vote for what he wanted to vote for. But of course, that didn't make the news. We got Chris from Queens. Hello there, Chris. Oh, good morning, uh, Gerald. I was listening to your program. I used to listen to you when you were on Gary Noll a couple of years ago, and then you went off, and I didn't realize you were back on again anyway. I just want to make a comment about the SARS thing. I'm so glad that you mentioned it, because when this thing first supposedly you know, broke out in China, they were showing all of these people, I mean, whether you turn to the BBC or even the, you know, the foreign press, whatever, all of these 
guys in hazmat suits in the middle of the streets of China. And they were kind of what would, would be sort of something that if they weren't giving you the narrative, you'd think that they were assaulting people on the streets. I mean, I remember watching it one day, and they were after this girl. They were pulling her by her, her jeans or whatever, and she was on her back. She wasn't supposed to be in the street. I mean, even if one believes everything that they're telling you, okay, now I'm certainly not a scientist. I don't know about viruses. Um, that behavior did not sort of, it didn't, go with the with the ingredients you know it wasn't part it, it didn't go with the recipe what i don't know how else to put it you know because and I, it, there was something wrong with it just instinctively and when i listened to them and when i listened to the ones here yesterday every single channel i was curious to see what they were saying they were covering from the morning shows they had these doctors on and you know asking them and creating this this feeling of fear that they're telling you that even though it's not in the United States, expect it. And somebody said, well, we're in the, you know, trying to develop a new vaccine. There we go again. I mean, it seems so much of it is manufactured. There may be a strain of virus that is a little more serious than the um, regular flu virus. I am not one to speak for that. But there's a lot of bunk here, a lot of manufactured. Um, they, they manufacture a lot of it. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. I remember, if, uh, I think it was back in 2009, when it was, wasn't that when the swine flu came out and they, a lot of people selling, people selling, butchers selling pork didn't like it, so they renamed it, I don't, S1 or N1 or something, please correct me. But I remember they were mentioning these numbers here, that it was something like over 39,000 people have died this year. And after the whole issue kind of died down a little bit, um, we find out that the 39,000 were actually people who died every year of the flu. If, I mean, I stand corrected if the number is incorrect. I don't remember the details, but I remember that specifically, and I said, look at that, you know. And I don't know. So I guess, you know, the CDC and all of these agencies, they need a reason to exist. So every so often they have to have a raison d'etre. We hear, now we have to pass out a little bit more fear after the Weinstein stuff, now we have a little more fear there. Nothing about real issues, real serious things, because they don't cover that, like you were saying about the wars, and other really serious things that impact people's everyday lives. And so I just wanted to throw that in there, because um, I just, I mean, and I have heard, even, even on our TV, I mean, I've heard some people just kind of say, well, we're not really sure. It might have been something in the laboratory. My feeling is that this was created in the laboratory. That's what my feeling is. They were probably experimenting with another virus, mixing it up. And I'm not saying it was intentional. I'm not putting any kind of intent to it. But they made a mistake where they just goofed. Or maybe it's a little more insidious than that. You know what I mean? But I'm glad you mentioned it, and I just wanted to get that out there. <laughs> and just kind of whoever is listening, to just I would just like to see people not respond to it with the fear and this kind of... Well, I mean, what would they be talking about if we didn't have Mr. Orange here, Trump, Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you, Chris. Thank you so much for calling in. And uh, like you said, you know, the, the Weinstein stuff, Weinstein, whatever it is, I mean, that's front page news and nothing going on about Yemen. And again, I'm not an expert in this field either, but the numbers are small. And yeah, this is CDC, 80,000 people died of flu. This is in 2018. 80,000 people died of flu last winter. This is, you know, just Google it up, stat news. So these numbers add up to nothing. And they're taking our minds off the bigger things. To me, again, 
it's just like when there's a hurricane coming and they keep, you know, making the news with, you know, these so-called reporters out there with the wind blowing and the water splashing and the trees bending over and they keep it in the news for days. So this gets people tuned in. And if you get it, the virus, that doesn't mean you're going to die from it. But again, as I say, I can see a real pandemic coming because of all the poisons that they're injecting into our bodies, be it through vaccinations or maybe I I shouldn't say that because I I don't want to (laughs) get censored. (laughs) Yeah, get vaccinated. It's fine. You come out of your mother's womb and fill it up with all those vaccinations. It's just good. It says right there in the Bible. Paragraph three, section eight, shoot them up. But all the poison in the water and the food, the chemicals, the pesticides, the herbicides, the GMOs, the additives, the flavorings, the colorings, the poisons from the air. Again, over 300,000 people die a year in air polluted related deaths in China. Over 300,000. So the numbers aren't that big. But it's the news. So here we are. We're going to be saying goodbye shortly. And I want everyone to consider, of course, doing what you can to support Progressive Radio Network. Subscribe to the Trends Journal. Pennies a day, pennies a day. The news information, what's going to happen, what's next, what it means. The only magazine in the world like that. Ah, and the headline news. You ready? Not making this up. Thank you, Chris, for calling because here we go. 13 states on high alert for heavy snow in big winter storm. Make sure you buy your bread. Yeah. Run to the supermarket. Get all the milk you want. Empty that milk shelves out. Big storm coming. That's the kind of garbage they keep feeding us. So if you want to see the future, subscribe to the Trends Journal. Read history before it happens. And if you want the truth and news and information, support Progressive Radio because they have a lot of great people who give a lot to give you the best that they have. So thank you for tuning in. See you next week. If you're a musician, he'll have the trumpet in his hand.